the Sport Ethos Chicago Bears podcast. I am your host, Jose Soto, and we are going to go a little bit in depth on training cap battles today, and we will also uh, be talking a bit about Chase Claypool and just where he fits on this Chicago Bears team. And not only that, there's a lot of negative rumblings going on around Chase Claypool as well. And so we'll go a little deeper on that. And last but not least, we will talk about the pig, big kahuna in Justin Fields, his development uh, in OTAs as well as minicamp. So stay tuned. We have a lot of great things to talk about. But first, let's do a little bit of a rewind and listen to what Ryan Pose initially had to say about Chase Claypool when he traded for him from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Starting to come together and move. I thought it was important to add another impact player to our offense to go along with the guys that we currently have in the receiver room right now. And I think adding another um, big body who's physical, explosive, great leaping ability, can stretch the field, but also is, is violent with the ball in his hand as well as a blocker. I think that enhances everyone around him. It can't be just me. Sounds like Ryan Pose has a high expectation uh, for Chase Claypool going into the second season with the Chicago Bears. Well, season and a half since he did come in uh, late on the scene. Did have some injury issues last year. But we will dive deeper into what I think Chase Claypool will bring to the organization. What's next for him moving forward? uh, Because free agency is going to be around the corner. Uh, for that young man after the season. So we will be talking a lot more about Chase Claypool before our time is up today. But like I said, first, let's get into the training camp battles. We got a couple different positions that are fighting for playing time. That first position being the defensive end position. We're talking bottom of the barrel guys right now. And then our next position, running back, where I don't know if we have a per se clear guy or guys uh, in the backfield who will be uh, manning that running back spot or running back position. And then we have the defensive tackle spot on this Bears roster. We know... We're going to get Justin Jones starting come the first game of the season. But will there be a rookie starting next to him? The Bears did draft three defensive tackles. So the possibility is more likely than not. But let's talk first and foremost about these defensive ends. Again, come the start of the regular season, we will for sure be seeing Demarcus Walker lining up as a Bears starting edge rusher. But who's going to be his counterpart at the opposite side? So there's three guys currently on the roster, but only one is going to get a majority of the snaps. And there's a good chance, good possibility that that player has yet to be signed. But let's go over the guys that are on the roster. Currently, the front runner for the spot is Travis Gibson. I mean, the young man did show a couple flashes last season, but that is not saying much. Again, 
The sack leader on the Chicago Bears last season was Jaquan Brisker, safety. So at this point, you being the best of that group does not say a lot. And again, that's why I said we are talking about some of the bottom barrel guys at this point because we don't have a premier defensive edge at this at this point in time. And things can change quickly for the Chicago Bears. Uh, come training camp, they do have plenty of time to sign someone. But Travis Gibson last season did produce three sacks. Uh, and he did have a, a bit of a lackluster performance compared to uh, the season prior where he had seven sacks and forced an astonishing five fumbles. This is the production Matt Eberflus, Matt Eberflus does want from a young prospect going into the fourth year in the league. Next guy on the on the chopping block, we got Dominique Robinson. He has had a very quiet OTA in minicamp thus far. Not much chatter going on about him. He was a fifth-round pick in 2022 out of Miami of Ohio. And barely had any real production finishing the season with one and a half sacks, despite he played 17 games. I think this young man does make the roster. Only in the perspective of the Bears continuing to have depth in certain positions. I don't think he has a chance whatsoever uh, to be that starting defensive end opposite of DeMarcus Walker next season. So let's get to the guy, the one person who I think has the most promising outlook to start the season is Rasheem Green. He has the most experience and has shown flashes throughout his young career. So Rasheem Green was a third round pick by the Seattle Seahawks and in his last two seasons have been productive Last season, he was with the lowly Texans who had an abysmal defense, just like the Bears. But unlike the Bears defensive end, he did end the season with 42 uh, tackles last year. And the year prior when he was on the Seahawks, a more formidable defense, he finished with 48 tackles and six and a half sacks. So he, he showed a lot more upside in his game but again like I said the Bears might end up signing a defensive end from all reports uh, that have been out there of late but if I had to choose Green has had the most consistency in playing at this level and has been very serviceable he is only on a one year contract so he might be motivated to come out and prove a point so he can earn a roster spot either on the Bears next season or on another team. But if he wants to get paid, he's going to have to produce. And I think he has the best chance uh, to start opposite of DeMarcus Walker next season. The reason I don't think the Bears will sign another defensive end uh, before training camp and before the season is I think Matt Eberflus and his coaching staff want this competition with all these young defensive ends. I don't think they want to bring in a 32, 33-year-old 
uh, defensive end. I think they want to see what they have and see if one of these guys could rise to the top. The Bears do have two first-round picks next season, so it's not the end of the world. If none of these guys come out of their shell, I can guarantee you right now the Bears are going to use one of those first-round picks to draft a defensive edge. And one of those guys might be a a premier draft pick if the Bears or the Carolina Panthers have a dismal season coming into next year. So let's jump from defense to offense. And let's talk about the running back jumble going on in the backfield. So we got three very three very solid guys uh, coming into training cramp. It's going to be a frenzy of a fight. So this right here should give people... Uh, the outlook of why running backs are one of the most expendable positions in the NFL after kickers and punters. For me, this is truly not as much of a battle for the starting job as much as it's going to be a battle for a carry share. Because when things are all said and done and the dust clears, the two guys I have splitting these carries are going to be Deontay Foreman and Roshan Johnson. Again, it's going to come down to measurables. So what these two guys bring to the table when it comes to everything that's going to be asked of a running back in Lou Getze's offense and his vision for the season and success. Look at the Bears are looking to be a contender for a playoff spot this year. And one of the biggest ways to do that is to take care of the ball and help your offensive lineman and quarterback stay clean. So can they really see what they have in Justin Fields if he's getting sacked every third, fourth play. Deontay Foreman and Roshan Johnson are both six feet and over 225 pounds. Both have a reputation for being solid pass blockers. This right here is something Khalil Herbert has struggled with last season. Again, Herbert was a very nice, very great change of pace back uh, behind David Montgomery, but he is not a starting running back in the NFL. Even his numbers are a little bit underwhelming. So the only game last season where Khalil Herbert eclipsed 100 yards rushing was against the Houston Texans. Houston Texans. And this also is where two of his four touchdowns came from last season as well. So when training camp starts and everyone is in pads, it can be physical. That is when Khalil Herbert... He's going to lose his number one spot on the depth chart and more likely to me become the third man on the depth chart. It's going to, it's going to do the flip. There is going to be a flip. Khalil Herbert was an old regime guy. He is still on a rookie contract. This right here allows the bears more depth at a position where there's a lot of turmoil and injury. It's very unavoidable, but there's no loyalty here. Deontay Foreman, Roshan Johnson, fit the Eberflus and Pose mode. This, this thing that they are looking for in almost every player that they drafted and they signed. Athletic with a very big size combo. This is what they want. This is, this is what they've been going after. And so speaking of very big players, 
The defensive tackle position should be one of the most fun positions to watch throughout the season. With four of the five possible rotational big men, all new to the Bears organization. Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus made it a point to add three interior defensive linemen through the draft and signing run stuff specialist and journeyman Andrew Billings. Besides Justin Jones, these guys will be in constant rotation depending on team, tendencies, and play type. So Bears fans are going to be seeing a lot of number 97 on for sure run plays. And all reports out of OTAs and minicamp is just how big Billings is. He might not be as tall as Pickens and Dexter, but he does fill up a lot of space. And everyone is saying that he is a massive man. So he is listed at 311 pounds. All reports say this is extremely incorrect. Uh, Billings is going to be a very vital piece to the Bears uh, down in the goal line when the team will be looking to push it in. This starting defensive tackle spot, you know, might be taken uh, by Andrew Billings because of how bad the Bears were on run defense last season. But expect to see much more of Javon Dexter. Ryan Pose and Matt Eberflus saw something super special in him and they invested a second round pick on him. He is 6'6", with a massive frame. And I did watch some film on, on Javon Dexter. Uh, he can definitely anchor and move around some offensive linemen with seemed to be little effort. He is ridiculously strong. Again, very athletic. He ran a 4.88 40-yard dash in the combine. Uh, and he has that quickness to come off the ball and just attack the quarterback. And, and these, to me, are the reasons why Javon Dexter is going to be playing a majority of the downs next to Justin Jones. Javon Dexter may not be a three technique uh, this season, but it's where I project him to be coming into his sophomore season. Because he has everything you look for in a three technique defensive lineman at the next level. The last guy that I can remember the Bears having with this kind of athleticism at the defensive tackle position was a Bears favorite in Tommy Harris, who ran faster 40 time than Jervon, but was also not as big. If he can have any production close uh, to what Tommy Harris brings to that Chicago Bears defense, Jervon Dexter is going to be a great player for the Bears defense in the future. That explosiveness, that explosiveness and power coming off the ball is going to be a nice treat for Bears fans, and hopefully... They can have a surprise defensive rookie of the year candidate in Jervon Dexter. He is hands down probably my favorite draft pick by the Bears this year. So, it's that time. Let's get into the deep ball. So, let's focus back our attention on Chase Claypool. And why he's going to possibly have his best season in 2023. So, Chase Claypool is entering a contract year. He is on the last year of his rookie contract. So, the Bears are not tied uh, up with any big money when it comes to uh, salary commitment. And Claypool did not come with a fifth-year option. So, Chase Claypool is going to be very hungry to get paid. And not by the Bears, by someone else in the league. 
Someone out there is going to want a big physical wideout who loves running after the catch and can make some guys miss. So, again, you heard Ryan Poles was very high on Chase Claypool. He sees a lot of big things coming from him. And he's said at the end of the season, he doesn't regret at all trading for Chase Claypool. So, he also said when addressing this trade that the difference between trades in baseball and basketball, it's like a plug and play, Poe said. There's an entire offseason and year and a half of season of installs and all things you need to do collectively to play and execute offensive play. On top of that, it was a little bit choppy with Justin getting dinged up, Chase getting dinged up. So it was a little bit choppy on the start. I told Chase, and we had a really good conversation. I'm not blinking at that one at all. I think it's going to help us moving forward, and I'm excited about it. Listen, there's a lot of noise, a lot of chirping, a lot of negativity coming out from the media about the Bears organization and Chase Claypool not being on, on the best of footing. I think it is just what that is. Noise from the outside uh, trying to get in. Chase Claypool has the backing of everyone who matters in the Bears organization. The brass at the top and Ryan Pose and his coaches Iberflus and Getze. And they're going to do everything in their power to put him in successful situations. And adding DJ Moore helps him big time in this regard. Claypool has never been a true number one wide receiver in any season. And every season where he was a second or third wide receiver on the depth chart, he flourished. He outmatches smaller cornerbacks with his size and he has great speed and athleticism. With the spotlight now falling to DJ Moore, Claypool is going to have better matchups and have opportunity to showcase what he can still do and be a difference maker for any team. If he can stay healthy and get on the same page as Justin Fields, he's going to be one of the best players on the Bears offense. Chase Claypool has shown what he can do uh, when put in the right position. So it seems like Ryan Pose understands that as well. So he is putting Claypool in a spot where he can be the best uh, for this team and for himself. Claypool will finish off the season as the player on the team uh, with the second most receiving yards behind DJ Moore, uh, second most touchdowns behind Cole Komet, who has been with Justin Fields since he was drafted onto the Bears. So... That is the only reason I'm putting Cole Komet touchdowns ahead of Chase Claypool. Uh, But he could surprise us and be the number one uh, touchdown receiver on the Bears. I believe Claypool can go into free agency, potentially being a top five wide receiver in free agency. He has a structure to succeed. Currently, again, the media has been inspiring a lot of negative Uh, when it comes to Chase Claypool. So, the crazy thing is everything that has been going on, right? Talks of him being a negative deterrent in the Bears organization, the Bears not being happy with where Claypool is coming into 
OTAs as well as minicamp. But no one is relaying the fact that he is trying to take care of himself and be ready for the team come the start of the season and hopefully even training camp. Chase Claypool has shown up for the team. It's not like he's holding out. It's not like he's not showing up. Maybe he cannot play right now due to soft tissue issues and other lingering ailments. But again, his coaches are behind him and he is working with the team staff to take care of these issues. He's not going out seeing a specialist. He's not using people outside of the organization to do these rehabs. Uh, Again, Chase Claypool is only 24 years of age and people are talking about him like if he was Antonio Brown acting out, uh, stirring up antics. It's that time. Victory formation. So we are going to get into the victory formation. Let's talk a little bit about what we like uh, in Justin Fields coming out of OTAs and minicamps. There is a lot of chirp. There's a lot of buzz uh, coming out. Um, Again, there's a lot of good and there's a lot of talk about uh, the bad. But let's first listen to what Matt Eberflus had to say about Justin Fields uh, out of OTA and minicamp this season. He's always done that. But now I can see that because his confidence is growing, you know, he is uh, taking that to a different level in terms of being a vocal leader um, and talking to guys and and being able to uh, bring guys together and then crossing the aisle. You know, we don't have really don't have an aisle here at the Bears. We're all Chicago Bears. So it's important that he's uh, working with the defensive guys and talking to those guys. And, you know, we, uh, you know, those guys all respect him because of his work ethic. And now he's starting to be more vocal. So that's pretty, pretty neat to watch. All right, guys, with training camp coming up fast, we need to dive in on fields and his very up and down seesaw performance through OTAs and minicamps. News out and after the conclusion of OTAs and minicamp is that Justin Fields is not a consistent force and he has a lot of inconsistent days. But with all the excitement surrounding the young potential franchise quarterback of the Bears, there has to be skepticism as well. The Bears have had a horrible track record when it comes to the starting quarterback position. They have had guys like Jason Campbell and Jimmy Clausen starting games for them. And who can forget some of the most recent ones in Andy Dalton and Mike Glennon to name a few. But this is a new regime and a new direction. And instead of bringing in guys from other teams that outside of the organization, They have chosen to turn to the draft to get their quarterback. Justin Fields was not a Ryan Post pick, but he does fit the build of what he looks for in players. Justin Fields is 6'3", 227 pounds. And the thing Ryan Post loves the most, the athleticism score in the combine was through the roof. He showed that athleticism last year with his legs extending plays and making things happen when the offensive line would break down and he would break a tackle or shake a defender and tear it up, racking up 1,143 rush yards, which ranked actually seventh in the league, not just among quarterbacks, but the entire league. So this is going to be the year for Fields to show what he can do with his arm. From the outside looking in, I would not read too much into the inconsistencies of minicamp, this is the time for him to break down and he would break a tackle or shake a defender and tear it up, racking up 1,143 rush yards, which ranked actually seventh in the league, not just among quarterbacks, 
but the entire league. So this is going to be the year for Fields to show what he can do with his arm. From the outside looking in, I would not read too much into the inconsistencies of minicamp. This is the time for him to, you know, try different things, uh, different scenarios. Some of these situations uh, may have called for him to attempt to get to his third progression, uh, hold on to the ball a bit longer, or specifically work on certain aspects of his game, whether that be uh, concentrating on footwork or building chemistry with guys like uh, DJ Moore. So the Bears organization is excited, and they feel that Justin Fields will make big leaps this season with the additions uh, on the offensive side of the ball. Justin Fields is going to finally have the proper protection and, you know, got the weapons now to make that jump. Uh, Think about how the Eagles did last uh, year, um, bringing in uh, more talent around Jalen Hurts. Um, So hopefully the Bears uh, are looking to follow in that footprint and hopefully uh, they can one day be a Super Bowl contender. But thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Sport Ethos Chicago Bears uh, podcast. Again, I'm your host, Jose Soto. You can follow me on Twitter, Shy Sports Fan, 89, and at Ethos Bears. Thank you for listening.